0: driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma, with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello, welcome back to a brand new episode. It is October, I am fully in my Uggs pumpkin spice latte era. Hot water bottle is on me constantly as I'm working, but I don't mind it. I am a Christmas girly, so I am... Very, very excited that nearly the countdown is on. I've started to buy some Christmas food from the supermarkets. Not that it's actually gonna make it until Christmas Day, but I am already kind of getting in the spirit. But we're not here to talk about my obsession with pumpkin spice lattes and Christmas. We are here to talk about as you go more senior, what that means and also kind of what in reality it means as well, not just kind of from a paper point of view, what it's meant to mean. In reality, it could be very, very different. And so I want to get into that today. And if you've listened to some other episodes, you'll know that generally when I'm speaking about managing and marketing, there's two kind of mainstreams as I see it. There's the people management side, which I'm not going to talk about today, but But then there's the other side of it, which is kind of the marketing strategy and planning. But that makes it seem very, very simple when in fact there's a lot of other things going on. Because what happens if you are doing some executing as well? You might not have a big enough team to be able to just simply do strategy and planning. You might be a one-man band marketer. You might be in a specific channel so say if you're a social lead you might still be doing some executing as well so whilst I'm going to be talking about this as a general marketing if you are in a stream such as social it's going to apply to you pretty much all of them as well so remember marketing teams come in all shapes and sizes from your one man bands which I salute you all to your 50 plus people who have comms digital ecom social creative campaigns events all as their own departments. I mean, I can only imagine how big the Barbie marketing team was. It was probably in the hundreds if I was guessing. They come in all shapes and sizes and it's really easy to compare your marketing to different brands and you don't know what their setup is. So it can be really disheartening. So yeah, so try not to compare yourself when They could be really, really big entities. This one time I was compared to the work that we were doing and the team that we were being compared to was about five times as big. So if you wanna know how big people's marketing departments are and it could be like your direct competition, one way that I have found to kind of discover this is it's not foolproof, but it will give you kind of a guidance is if you go to LinkedIn and then go to the company page and then go to the people section and then type like marketing or comms or whatever it is you wanna know, then it will come up how many people have that in their title. It's obviously not going to be completely accurate, but it gives you a pretty good guide, so... There you go, go and stalk your competitors and see how many are in their marketing departments. Anyway, I'm here today to help and to share some of the truths, some of the kind of what it's really like and why it would be great and and amazing just to have two kind of areas, people management and marketing strategy and planning. It doesn't always turn out that way. And just because you go up in your career, you still might have to do some of these smaller things. And you're rolling your sleeves up, you're helping, you're executing things. And this could be because of a number of reasons. As I mentioned, it could be because it's a small team, it could be because someone's on holiday or they're poorly, or it could simply be that it's something that you don't do very often and so it's not worth the extra resource. It could be that you want to hire in that area, but you haven't found the right person. So there's many kind of reasons why there might be gaps in your marketing. And this is one of the reasons why I say to become a really good head of marketing, it's really good to be a general marketer to begin with so that you can plug in those gaps as and when you need to. Now, I actually love rolling my sleeves up and getting stuck in. I love marketing, so give me some LinkedIn ads or some event details that I need to do any day. Sometimes I even have to do the things that I really hate, like writing social copy, Or creating emails. I honestly hate them. It takes someone in my team about half the time as it takes me to write a HubSpot email. So I will do them, but I know my strengths and I know that that's not where I wanna be spending my time. But sometimes you've all just gotta pitch in and help. And remember that everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. So if you are helping, try and be helping in areas that you can be helpful in and efficient in. Anyway, I digress. So the point of this podcast, if I've not got it across, is. There could be a lot of different things going on within your general marketing department or within your channel. And you might have to be helping with some of the executing. You might still be doing some of the executing because you are a small team or because one of the other reasons why I've said. And just because you're having to do that because you are a marketing lead in some way, and this can apply to channels or marketing in general, there are still things that you need to focus on as a marketing lead, because if you're not focusing on them, nobody's gonna do them because it's what you need to be doing. And so it can be really difficult sometimes to separate from I'm doing all these things, I'm doing, but what should I actually be also making sure that I'm doing as that marketing lead in some way? I'm gonna talk you through seven things that as a head of marketing, I have to be doing alongside everything that I'm doing. And this is to ensure that I'm working on our marketing, not just in our marketing, because they are very, very different. And to propel you to the next level, to propel you as in your career, but also to propel you as a marketing department and your outcomes and your wins and your growth, you need to be working on your marketing as well. So let's get into it. Now, we're going to pretend that I've done the marketing plan for the year and we are kind of like mid-year because otherwise I'm going to get stuck at creating our marketing plans and we're going to be there all day. But it has reminded me that my second podcast I ever recorded was about creating a marketing plan and it's still the most downloaded today, it still gets downloads every week. And I'm like, that was so long ago. And, and it does, it's fine, it all applies. But I thought maybe we'll do an episode soon on just like literally my layout of my marketing plan, how I do it, my columns, my rows, because I thought if you want to, want to get nosy in someone else's marketing plan, that might be really helpful if you're creating one for the first time. So yeah, let's just pretend I've done the marketing plan, we've written it, and it is a live shared document that we all do. So that's kind of paint the picture of where we are within our marketing year. Okay, So now we have the picture. Step one, in said marketing plan, I need to go into it. So whilst my team might be looking at the next week or so, I need to be looking two to three months ahead. So what have I put in there? Is it still true? What's coming up? What needs to be done? What needs to be moved? What needs to be start thinking about? Because no one's gonna do that. It's not just gonna come to the weekend. and you'll be like, oh, this is exactly what it was. Also plans change, your marketing plan is going to be very, very agile. I would say that I probably keep 70% of my marketing and then 30% changes. Sometimes it can even be up to 50% changes, depending on what is happening. Well, let's thinking when COVID came, 100% changed. So this is definitely a working document. And so because things change so quickly in marketing, potentially in your industry, in your field, you do need to be looking ahead because you need to be kind of on top of that. So that by the time your team get to look at that month, you've already gone in, you've already edited things, you've already started shifting things around. And is there things that you need to start thinking about now, then that's kind of your responsibility to be looking at it. So that by the time your team catch you up, you're like, yeah, I've got it under control. You do not want to be starting to look at your marketing plan for the next week, when your team are looking at it, and you are not happy with it, because then it's going to turn into chaos, it doesn't even affect you, it also affects all of your team. So that's something where you need the discipline to go in and check it. You don't need to do it all of the time, but maybe depending on how far ahead you work. This is something that I would kind of look at every couple of weeks and then with that I'm looking more and more ahead if that makes sense. If it's a busier period, I'm looking more often, so it kind of also depends on the time of year I am. Now when I'm editing it, this will make things like me shifting things around, I might be deleting things, I might be adding things in that I know of now. A lot of the things that I actually do is add things in that I wasn't sure of. What I'll also do is if I'm looking maybe three to six months out, I might start writing things in that I think might happen. I put question marks by it so I know and then I can edit it as I go, I then like it because it's dumped it somewhere, and I don't need to keep that in my brain, because say someone goes, Emma, we might do this event in November, I'm like, okay, I'll go to my marketing plan, put it in as a question mark, so that when I then come to that area, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to check back in with that, so it's definitely meant to be used as an editable document, but yeah, make sure that you have that discipline to go, because you're the person that's meant to be doing it, and that is very, very similar to channel-specific as well, events, social, comms, PPC, probably any channel, you can work like that. And That's something that will really impress your marketing lead, whoever is your manager. If you're already looking at that, that's something that you can do. And that's a great point, actually. It's a great point, Emma. Is that if you want to get to that next level in marketing, if you are not a marketing lead, you can take every single thing I'm saying here and see how you can attribute it to your daily job, even if it's something really, really small, because that shows initiative, it shows growth, it shows that you are ready to take on more responsibility. And so listen to everything that I'm saying and see how you you could maybe do it in more of a bite-sized way, prove it to your manager to show that you want that growth in your marketing. The next one is budget. Now I have done a couple of podcasts in the past on budget so if you want something specific on budget go back and listen to them. But again, I sound like a broken record, but this is up to you. Make sure that you are organized with your budget. Record your invoices as soon as you get them in, as in, as soon as you've sent it to finance, make sure that you are recording it wherever you record your budget. Remember, if you listen to one episode that I did on this, I always have my forecast, which is what I gave to finance, but then I also have my actuals, and so I record versus my actuals. I don't think I've ever been over my budget. I'm always under, but I like to record this because then monthly I can tell finance, this is how much I've spent, do you agree? And then you can kind of reconcile together you need to be all over your budget as a marketing lead it's one of your most important jobs and it's something you need to know the most of some of the best marketing managers and heads that i've ever known have been all over this and the people that aren't it kind of that disorganization leaks into other areas similar to your marketing plan look at spend coming up and what you forecasted is there anything you need to flag to finance is there anything that needs moving around I move around my budget pots all of the time it's meant to be fluid like your marketing plan so if your marketing plan is going to be moving inevitably so will your budget I move these around I I would update finance maybe every quarter to tell them what's going on but I wouldn't necessarily like if I'm just moving like one pot to another pot every business is different but I can track it and so I wouldn't necessarily tell them of every change that I'm doing on such a small level. I just make sure I'm on it, I make sure I've got enough budget and yeah I might move my pots around. So a good example of this is if we have a we have a line for award entries. But say in August, we don't, we know we're not gonna enter any awards. Can I move that money to somewhere else? Or do we just save it and bank it? You don't have to spend it. I'm sure finance will be very happy if you didn't spend it. So it's really kind of looking at those things. Again, no one's doing this for you. You need to be on it. What you do not want to be doing is giving your budget to finance and then not looking at it for the rest of the year. I feel like the more I know about my budget and my marketing plan, those two things bring me the biggest control from running a department. Because I'm like, if I know what's going on in my marketing plan, If I know what's coming up, and the same with my budget. I feel like I'm in control. I know what's happening. I can then go on and manage people. I can then go on and execute on things where we need the help because I have those two big, big things sorted in my head and I know it. And if I get any questions, I have the sheets ready. So that's kind of the areas where you want to be making sure that you're making the time within your schedule to be doing these things. And that's not it. We're only on point two. So moving on to point three and Again, I've spoken a lot about doing campaigns and how the campaigns are definitely kind of the peaks of my marketing calendar and they are the things that elevate all of the marketing that I do. It's the things that move the needle. I really, really believe that. So say we do two to three campaigns a year, but even though we're only doing three, two, maybe four campaigns, there genuinely isn't a time period, maybe December, but that's probably it where we're not working in some way towards the next one. And again, that's you driving it. And whether that is, it's an ideation stage, whether it is deciding the channels still and the media, whether it is looking at the creative, whether it's at sign-off stage, whether it's already been signed off and you're in the planning stage or the execution stage, there is always something going on. And I think that this is something that I learned quite early on is that, you need to be moving in some small way towards it each week. It could just be something like, oh, you want to review a different marketing channel to see if it's going to fit into your campaign. It could be looking at various creative routes, whatever it is, whatever that one thing is that you are doing towards the success of your next campaign, you need to be doing. Because Remember that campaigns are generally on top of people's day jobs, unless you have a campaigns department, which if you do, I'm very jealous. But generally, these are kind of things that you add on to your marketing, your BAU. And again, there's episodes on campaigns if you want to go specifically into that. But unless you have a campaigns department, you, head of, are figuring this out. You are driving it forward little by little. Sometimes it's a lot by a lot, but even though the like core campaign preparation period is about six to eight weeks, that doesn't mean that in some way I'm not thinking about it, working on it or getting to that next point, because trust me, what you don't want to do is get to eight weeks out when you're meant to be launching a campaign and realise that you've done absolutely nothing on it, because that is stressful and we don't want that. So yeah, that's the third one, campaign movement in some way. Number four, something else that sits with you marketing leads is recruitment. And of course, that's not all of the time, but when it is the time, it takes time. So it takes time to review the CVs. If you're lucky, you have a HR department that are screening the CVs then you've got to have the interviews and the prepping of the interview so the prepping of the interviews for me looks like I always have like a standard kind of 10 to 15 questions and then I tailor them depending on the job role you've then got to feedback on your interviews even in written or, or verbal with the, the recruitment team you've then got to have second interviews you've got to coordinate internally if you want other people on there you've got to think up a task if they're doing a task I only do tasks at kind of like final final stage because you know we don't want to be wasting anyone's time. So they're things that you do have to take into account, they do take up time, and you don't want to rush it either. And the... Hiring of new people, I'm talking about there is short, like it could be short term. But then you also say you're not physically recruiting for a role, you also need to be future thinking and thinking, is there a bigger piece of work that needs to be done in terms of recruitment? What are my goals for the marketing team in the next six to 12 months? Do we have the resource to do that? Do I need to start thinking about maybe shifting positions around, adding more positions? And just with the general growth of your marketing, which you should all be aspiring to and growing to that next level. And that's how we, we hit our records resource comes along with that and that's not only in the budget section it's in the people section as well and so that's something where you need to take the time out yes it's pretty obvious when you need to recruit for a role right then but are you looking at how you could shape other future roles or shifting things as I said and so you need to be kind of thinking about them maybe there's your manager that you could talk to someone in a different department like how can you start thinking about what this might look like so that you don't just get to the end of the year and you're looking at your new marketing plan your new budget but you've not thought about how that team structure looks. Number five is zooming out to level up So levelling up is something that we want to do. As I said, we want to move forward. Of course we do. And so... This could be a number of things when you're really zooming out and looking at it. It could be one time you're looking if you've got the right channel mix. Is there something better? Just think, if nobody did this, there would be people still posting on Facebook walls and not creating TikToks. So this is something that you need to take the time to do. What's out there, social channels come and go. Be Real is basically non-existent now. It's like going down and down and down in 2023. But that could have been the next one. So social channels is a bit more hectic I would say because there is more that come out in that area but in other channels in general is there something better it could also be a better way of doing things so say it's google ads is there a different way that you could be doing your google ads google brought out something last year they brought out performance mac where this is something that is it was a new like goal-based campaign that basically you chuck loads of things into google ads and then google ads decides for you where you're going to spend that money using all their armor so Again, you've got to spend the time looking. Is this thing different? What could you be doing? It could also be in the platforms and tools that you're using. Are you using ones that are best for you, especially with all of the new tools that are coming out from an AI perspective? If you're in a niche channel, are you using the right ones to schedule, review? Have you got everything that you need? You might want a social listening tool. Have you got that? So, there's definitely a time to be looking at this. If you're leading your team, you want to give them the, the best platforms. If you are in a team at the moment and you want to use a platform or tool, bring it to your manager. That's like music to my ears if someone brings in and goes, This is what this is the tool I want to use. This is why it's better than the tool that we use, X, Y, and Z, and then it's a conversation and we look at it and see if that could be something that we implement. So this is definitely an area where I struggle to make the time for because you're so busy doing the marketing that you don't necessarily have time to be like how can we do things to make our lives easier are we doing the right one so but it's so so crucial because there are platforms coming out all the time tools coming out all the time and it could be a organizational tool it could be something specific for your channel whatever it is that is something where I need to spend more time and marketing leads just in general need to spend more time because you want to be helping your team, giving them the best tools and also making your marketing more efficient. Like that's the goal, right? To make your marketing not only better, but also more efficient. So they're kind of just two examples of levelling up in two different areas. You could level up in so many different ways. Obviously, I can't do this all of the time, but I try and make time to do these within kind of a quarter. I'd make sure that I've done at least one zoom out to see one particular area. The next one is inbound requests from the business. So not only are you running your marketing plan and what you've planned, inevitably there's always inbound requests that come in from different departments who might need something from marketing. And so it's your role here to help prioritise and also juggle the resource around so that, things can get done, things might need to go in a queue, what does that queue look like? So you're kind of not putting that stress of inbound requests on your team, you take that on and you kind of filter it out as and where you need to put it. You might even take on some things, this is an area in the past we wouldn't have resource and so I'll take it on, do it and get it out if I can possibly. And the final one is reviewing our KPIs as a marketing team. How are we doing with our KPIs that I set as at the beginning of the year? So KPIs typically for me are going to be the amount of revenue that we're bringing in, the amount of leads that we're doing, potentially a brand awareness one as well, such as direct traffic to the site. So how are we doing against these do we need to do something different? One of the core areas where I'm reviewing our KPIs is reviewing the data. So whether that is from GA4 or our leads or our sales, it's really taking the time not only to look at the data but then like take things and action things from the data. So even if I do this every quarter, like that would be the minimum I would say, ideally I would love to do it monthly, it's something that again you get super busy and you just kind of forget these KPIs that you've sent yourself so you don't get around to it. But it really could help because you You don't want to set your KPIs in January, review them in December and be like, oh, if I'd have looked at the data, I'd have seen that paid search was giving us much more leads than a different channel that we were putting equally as much money in. If I'd have put more money into Google Ads then we could be in a very different position. So again, no one's telling you to do this. You don't have to do it, but these are the kinds of things to really propel you and your team to the next level. So that's why make the time, carve out the time. And if you're doing one of these bigger things like working on the marketing, which is definitely the things that I'm talking about, such as zooming out to level up, reviewing your KPIs, recruitment, more like the structure thing. So they're definitely things that are working on the overall marketing. Block days out to do this. So like I would block a random Thursday out, have no meetings in there and just get my head down unplug from the business as much as I can so that I can get an answer to these questions because I know in the long term it's going to really benefit the marketing team. So that's why you're taking control of your schedule, making sure that you are in control of what's booked in so that you can have these kinds of segmented allotted pieces of time to really be able to do these things. Sticking with number seven of reviewing the data. So again, I'm saying that I could review it from more quantitative places, there is other ways that you could do this as well. another great kind of reviewing the data is looking at customer reviews, just customer feedback in general. Taking the time either to read them or if you've got a sales or customer services team, talk to them, have a meeting with them, maybe quarterly to get on the pulse of what people are saying. This is a great way to align whatever you're doing from a keyword like planning perspective in Google and looking at their seasonalities to also like matching it with your business and the kind of vibe that's going. Going on. It's really, really helpful to get real people's reviews because it then kind of makes things more human. It might even just spark an idea. I've had meetings with customer services before and then out of that meeting I've been like, oh my gosh, I've got an idea for a campaign. So be speaking to the people that are having those conversations with your actual customers. It might not be you in marketing, I don't I don't think I've ever had a job where I speak directly to customers. Oh, except for For organic social and community management but that's probably it so these people are having those conversations so they're really really valuable so not only you getting your data from ga4 but you also can getting it from somewhere in the business as well just to kind of match them and yeah make the time to do it because these all seven of these things are things that could so easily not be done and all of them have been so crucial to me to help move my team wherever I've been as a marketing lead. Probably since I was a marketing manager up until head of marketing. These are all things that I have taken on in being a marketing manager and no one sits down and goes, Emma, today you need to look at levelling up your platforms. Like nobody's doing that. Like you are kind of being the self-starter to do it. So I hope this helped. I think that it is easy to look at a marketing department in black and white. And when I go, oh, there's two different like areas when you're a more senior marketing lead and the two mainstreams are people management and marketing strategy and planning. Yeah, they are, but there's so many more layers to that. And so it's really taking the time to make sure that you have time in your schedule to work in marketing especially if you need the resource but also on the marketing as well and these seven ways I've gone through today are the seven ways that I work on our marketing and don't just get sucked into the everyday and in our marketing because it's very very easy to do that I'm sure we can all relate to having a never-ending to-do list it goes on forever and ever I don't think I've ever had a day where I'm like right that's it I've got nothing to do You just kind of have to prioritise and have a mix of working in marketing and also on marketing. So I hope this helped and I hope you have an amazing week, whatever you are doing. I'm cheering you on and I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.